No. All right, we're at the bottom of page 85. Uh, the daily reflection today was about step 11, so I uh, thought it was pertinent to yes. yeah, read about step 11. Step 11 suggests, are, are you there? Yes. All right, step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definitive and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once. Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for mm. that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be, should be taken. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. And we'll end there. Um, I was thinking about this and this review of the day at night. Um, that in a similar way to how you recommend looking at step four and seeing, was that you? Yes. We can look at the end of the day. We can we can look over the past 24 hours and ask was that you or was that it was there a doer there who did yeah. those deeds and uh yeah i just uh wanted to bring that up and and i'd really like your take on that well yeah well first well first things first so mm. follow the suggestions as they're presented in the book and then when you get in the habit of being sober more will be revealed and then you can see it differently. Yeah. And you see what it, what works, uh, or you'll see what doesn't work. It had its purpose and now it, there needs to be a sort of extension to that. Yeah. And this is, you know, we're going to have this thing and it's going to constantly reveal to us stuff. So we have to, in a way, the recovery progresses like this. So supposedly the disease does. Yeah. And so one of the things that's very important and they give you that warning when you're doing all of this reviewing, especially taking yourself to be the one that's doing it and the one that the reviewing's about. Yeah. The idea of floating into morbid reflection and shit like this. So I worked with some people where the at the time, the best suggestion would to tell them to stop taking inventory. 
Because hmm. we're taking inventory about every fucking little thing. And to me, it looked like an expression of the disease, the obsession with self. Yeah. So they were into, they went into all of this stuff and it just, they weren't even enjoying the freedom they got from sobriety because they were enslaved to, you know, constantly wanting to get better or improve, which mm. I feel doesn't work most of the time when it gets to this addictive sort of quality. So they're warning us about that right there, you know? Uh, be careful that you don't go into this morbid reflection and all this stuff because it's easy. Because let's say you have a, a parasitical entity in you and the parasitical entity is used to a certain like Petri dish, a certain condition of the host. Mm. Yeah? And it's thriving in that condition let's say obsessing with self, you know, or excessively concerned with self is a pet, a good Petri dish for this parasite. Okay. What happens if the Petri dish gets changed, the parasite adapts, just like you see viruses and flus. Yes. Each mm -hmm. year, the flu, the virus starts picking up, you know, the solutions movement and counteracts it. Yes. So in this case, the owning of the being the one who's sober is the is the introduction of the problem to the solution. Yes. So now it's adapting to a new condition, which is you're not drinking anymore. And so it has to it does other things. Yes. So now you become completely obsessed with your condition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where when you were drinking and using that was the condition you were obsessed with. So basically that you didn't have much self-awareness or anything like that. You were just fucked up. Yeah. And now suddenly you're going over yourself as if you're, uh, you're meant to become a saint. Yes. And right. so, uh, yeah. So this is the thing. This is the dilemma about so much information or everywhere. We get information about things that we're not really ready to adapt to. Yeah. So when you're coming into the program, you may not be, you know, it may not be good to go into the highest antechamber of non-duality. <laughs> you might as well just fucking do yourself into right thinking instead of trying to think yourself into right action. Yeah. So just Boy. follow the program. And if you follow the program, you're going to see the program differently. The program isn't going to change, but you're going to see it differently because more gets revealed. Yeah. So you do just the, the clumsiest <clears throat> inventory, the four column version and the fourth step. And basically you have no idea of your role in things. It just mm -hmm. don't see it. You just see, you know, I hate Wendy because she left me. You don't see all the parts that you played in. Yeah, mm. that's pretty out there. So let's first get established of at least seeing our role in things. And then down the road, you'll question how much of our role is our role. Yeah. 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 Instead of having a mental, let's say, uh, sanitized idea that's not tactile yet that doesn't 
Yeah. And it's just the head trying to get out of something like it does with everything else. It's probably not going to work well for you. You'll probably become a drunk non-dualist. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. So just first things first, let's deal with this, the, the situation at hand, which is the action figure is occupied by something that's not of us. And it has its agenda. And at this moment in time, it may be the more the more powerful aspect. Not saying it's the more powerful aspect, but at this moment, it may seem to have more power than anything else. Yeah. So just follow the tried and true methodology of recovery. Yeah. Get into service, make commit, get into take commitments, do this and do that. And then there'll be a point where there'll be a sufficient enough of loss of interest in self that maybe you can start seeing self. <laughs> Instead of self-awareness, you'll be aware of self, yeah? There's a huge difference, yeah? So self-awareness is all day, everything is all about you. It gets fucking unbearable, yeah? But awareness of self will say, will reveal to you with the right understanding that you're not self. So fucking great. If you're not self, what's going to happen? You're going to lose interest in it. Tell you the truth. And I'm saying you're not self. It's not like you're, there's a chance that you may not. I'm saying humbly, you're not self. You're something other than that. So if you lose, if you see from the something other than that self, There'll be a distinct hit that you are not that. And there's going to be a loss of interest. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Just like you lose interest in a conversation when it when it's not about you. I mean, obviously, you don't have to, you know, go in there with Navy SEAL Team 6 and pull out the attention and interest. It just leaves. It comes back and goes wherever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this is this is a beautiful thing. Because it's a it covers your twenty four hours mm -hmm. in your beginning of sobriety, yeah, and getting into the habit of questioning. And as you said, after a while, the the idea that it's all about you that just is nonchalantly taken to be a fact comes under suspicion, and you start seeing that foreign pathogens role in your life, yeah. Right which to me is what leads to the relief from the bondage of self. Because the bondage of self is being put in the act of being identified as self. Yeah. In recovery, out of recovery, in a good day, out of a, you know, in a bad day. It's just as a identification as something that we're not. That is the, is the primary point in the mental living of a life, which is an interpretation. When the mentalness is living a life, it's an interpretation of life. Yeah. It's not seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's the seer, hearer, feeler, taster, toucher. Yes. There's like a huge noun put in this world of verbing. And everything is now explained from that noun's point of view. And it doesn't hold fucking water, really. It doesn't. It breaks down in the slightest bit of investigation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was the there was a talk that you did, and that was the thing that hit the hardest was the verbing there, and it's so easy to forget 
but it's also so potent to recognize that there there aren't these things these things that we call it that, that we call things that are really just processes and and energy and and yes yeah it's phenomenal yes so it's sort of like if you uh if you're trying to uh arrest a process and an energy then every time you take its fingerprints they're going to be different hmm. so who you're thinking you're kept you're catching is not the fucking criminal. It isn't. Right. That's the way it goes. So if you're if you're feeling you like you were the one that did all that shit before you got sober, and in this case, that's thirty five years ago. I mean, that's the what that's a very glaring example of the bondage of self. Yes. So you're bound to being the doer of shit you had really nothing to do with. And if you believed you had a lot to do with, then, then a whole lot of people did the exact same shit you did, thought the exact same way, and felt the exact same way. How could they be your thoughts and your actions if everyone shares them? <laughs> this yeah. is how we meet. I don't, you know, we don't identify with our unique, enjoyable characteristics we identify with what's taken all of us over mm. and many of us have had relief from that tyranny so we can recognize someone under that tyranny yeah. yeah it takes you know an alcoholic to see the alcoholic why is that because we have a common dilemma going on something foreign to us has become the dominant player yeah and we're living a life run on self-will, not our will, not on God's will, supposedly. But any life run on self-will is hardly going to be a success. And that's the condition we find ourselves. Self is, is the willing, is the willer of our life at the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so when we share about what it's like to be self, a.k.a. Paul and Jacob, there's a commonality. There's a there's an identification with it because Jacob isn't the main player. Paul's not the main player. Alcoholism is the main player. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, alcoholism is the dilemma. It's not alcohol. I do never. I never saw a bottle of alcohol walk towards me. Never, never. I don't see it. Doesn't wink when I go buy it in the aisle in the supermarket. It's alcoholism. The problem resides in the mind. It doesn't reside on aisle six in Safeway. It resides in the mind. Yeah. So something is is spinning a story that we've gotten caught up in almost like a fucking tornado. And we're wreaking a lot of damage in ourselves and others. Yeah. Yeah. And when even when it's forced winds stop, we still identified as it which is only going to beget another storm sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. So the real relief we're praying for is the relief from the bondage of self. Yeah. yeah. So this is a very good way to, to, to have a, to have a structure in your life while a real, a real demolition and a new building is going on. This is not the structure I'm going to live in. I'm going to live in a sense felt structure, but this is a good scaffolding. So that living in that sense felt 
freedom from the bondage of self, that point of being surrendered, that idea that you're in the habit of turning over, you're not constantly turning over, yeah? That needs a structure for it to be built. It's not built on the structure. The structure, just like a scaffold, when the building starts getting dominant, the scaffold can come down somewhat, yeah? The scaffold doesn't stay up after the new building is produced. It's there to help, yeah? something to hold something up so that you can work on it so this is for me i do not do this every day and i do not have any guilt about not doing this every any day to me that's a part of the freedom yeah from the bondage of self i don't i don't i don't stand as a sentinel watching for it all day i don't yeah it's like that tiger has been convinced it's a cow and it just grazes. It doesn't do shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I built a big wall and walked around all day work, uh, looking for a problem, I'd probably produce the problem. Yeah? By that imagining, I'd be making shit up out of nothing. So to me, the freedom... Uh, that recovery brings is a, a, you become the skillful means, yeah? Yeah? Your being sober is the skillful means of staying sober. And you're in the habit of it, yeah. So, and I, I'm not a b believer that the thinking is mine, first of all. And I do not want to become a herder of cats. Yeah. I just don't see that as, as a good career choice. I want to admit that I can't manage this shit. And then something, some, something does for me what I can't do for myself. I don't like when I go into meetings and everyone's talking about what they're doing and, and not a mention of the grace of the higher power. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the steps. It's just another self-centered thing. Yeah. This is the admittance that something has failed us miserably. Why do we want to rehab that? I want to admit that it's just failed and open myself up to be directed by something other than it. Yeah. So whatever it takes, and then oh, we're... Where did this start? Where was the start of this? Wasn't it about the prayer and uh, meditation? Yeah. Can I riff on this a little, Jacob? Jacob had to leave for a second, but go ahead, Paul. Oh, all right. So step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. Suggests, yeah? But what's the target of step 11? Isn't it to improve one's conscious contact? That is the target. It's not to become a meditator and a prayer. It's to improve one's conscious contact. Yeah. And they suggest these two ideas of prayer and meditation. To do what? To improve one's conscious contact. Now, some people are not cut out to be meditators. Yeah. They have a very anxious temperament. They can't sit still for a minute or so. And now they figure, right, I've already failed at 50% of step 11. 
And then the only thing I can do is pray. Yeah. But then there, there's that doubt, that guilt of not being a meditator. But they love going out to nature, taking walks, gazing, gardening. All these things are improving their conscious contact. Yes? So these are suggestions. And you're going to find something that works for you. It could be prayer and meditation. It could be prayer and meditation and hiking. It could be prayer and meditation and going, doing service at H&I meetings, because that will pull you out of your head. And, you know, it's the greatest divine proctologist service. It'll just pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. All this stuff. So uh, these are suggestions. And then sometimes the greatest thing about prayer is when you don't need it. Yes. Like we had a guy that used to come here from England and every day he prayed, he did the third step prayer. Please relieve me of the bondage of self. Yes. Da, 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 da. And then one day he realized, hey, he was he, he was in the relief of the bondage of self and his praying for it was putting that fact off into a future. Yeah. So now his praying for relief from the bondage of self was being used by a head, the head in a disserving way. And then they re he recognized, I'm, I'm in the relief of the bondage of self. I don't have to pray for the condition. I can enjoy that condition. Yeah? These things are subtle, but they're profound because this is what happens. Yeah? You may be hoping for a condition you're already in. You may be praying for a condition you already are in, yeah? And who's to say you're not? The head. And is the head you? No. Yeah? I've got to get connected. Who the hell says that? That which believes it can be disconnected. Yeah. If you look at your day... In, let's say the divine surf surveillance camera, you're there all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, you're not like an appliance in the kitchen with a plug. You're always connected. You're conscious all fucking day. I don't feel it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you don't feel it. You are it. Yeah. This is what happens. You see the, the bogusness of the presentation the head provides yes it's constantly trying to tell you how you feel it can't recognize a feeling from a hole in a wall it thinks you're excited to go hawaii it's anxiety no you're fucking excited yeah i'm in love no that's lust bro <laughs> you want to go you want to go horizontal yeah it's love no it's probably lust <laughs> these things it doesn't have a clue what a feeling is it just sort of tries to get it off the table as soon as possible it fucking packages it and puts a name on it it goes all right and then i'm feeling anxious you don't know what the hell how is it oh it's just crazy man so there is a solution that's the beauty of it now the solution can be a lot of things or can appear in a lot of ways as we're growing into this solution. Yeah. The one way it appears doesn't negate the other way it appears. Yeah. 
it's just based on where you are. If you need to do something, it's probably a good idea to do it. If you grow into the point where you don't need to do anything, it's best not to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. I've noticed the host of the meeting, they all, they all, they just faint after a few minutes. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Jacob mentioned that he had a doctor's appointment that he needed I to. Know, I know, I know. But if anybody has any questions for Paul today, please use the raise hand feature. Or if you're shy, you can put them in chat. And we have our first contestant is Adam. Adam, how are you doing today? Come on in. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Adam. I'm doing well. Uh, glad to be here. I could relate to everything that was shared. That's been, um, that's been my experience. I, um, creating a formula for my own path towards self-discovery and growth through the use of this, uh, inventory at night. And it, it all, it had to drop for me, um, because of what was just described um, but yeah, I guess, I guess the thing that came to mind when I was listening to you talk, Paul, is I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, um, we ask God to direct our thinking. Uh, and, and I'm curious because I read, a I read something this morning through the meditations, uh, the daily ponderables where it talked about you know, one of the biggest hurdles in my recovery was uh, integrating a, a conceptualization of, of power uh, and then actually like playing with it. Um, and one of the things this morning, it said like, pretend that God is your friend uh, and talk with it like that. And, and that's what I, that's what happened today. Uh, that thought occurred for me. And I just said, you know, is that a, a moment in my day where there was many options that the mind was attempting to realize? And it was like, I referred to this imaginary thing and ended up doing something with an imaginary thing. So I was curious what your thoughts are on the, um, we ask God to direct our thinking. Mm, at the moment, I'm not that into that one. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't hold thinking in high regard, really. Yeah, I feel like i much rather have something be moved other than uh, the thoughts being directed. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I live the other way. Something moves the whole of me, so to speak, and I lose interest in the thoughts. Yeah. That's how it's worked with me. So no, I'm not a, I don't have a, a I never really tried to direct, or have God direct the thoughts. I saw that they were alcoholic thoughts. That happened early on. And I so therefore I got a vague sense that the basic assumption wasn't true, that I was the thinker of all these thoughts. And I started to lose interest in the idea I was the thinker. And then the quality of thoughts uh, 
I think they have a defined level or ceiling. I don't think they're going to get to be super sublime thoughts usually. Yeah. So I felt uh, there was the, the awake waking up to some of the things was really seeing like coming into AA. I remember the first few meetings I would be sitting in the back and I was, I recognized that I hadn't recognized but in the meetings I did that I was in a cocoon of like terminal uniqueness. Yeah. So there was a feeling that I, you know, the thoughts I had were mine and the feelings I had were mine and the shit I did was were mine. And then over a couple of months, I listened to people share their thoughts and their feelings and the shit they had done. And it became obvious it could there could only be two conclusions how did these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts so as soon as i lost interest in the thoughts as not mine i didn't really have much of a value around them tell you the truth yeah and i don't usually uh the thoughts weren't the great mover in my life the thoughts would be riding an urge or a feeling that's what really i feel would defeat me yeah and then the thoughts would pile on. But when I when that urge to get to escape was removed, like I got struck sober, you know, when that radioactive isotope was removed, the thoughts uh, and feelings that used to sway me a lot didn't sway me anymore. You know, I haven't drank or used since, and I never had never had a strong feeling or a thought about using or drinking. Yeah. So it was never really the thoughts. It was the wallop was this sense, this feeling, this urge or this this addictive like current, sort of like if you felt addiction in the water, it would be like a strong fucking current. Yeah. That could take you off, take you away like a riptide. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see it, but you would feel it. That, that addiction was like an, a punch or a wallop that gave a lot of oomph to thoughts. So, yeah, I'm not a, I see thoughts as where the problem resides in some respects. So I don't really want, I don't want the problem to be directed. I want to be, I want the problem to be neglected, really. I want a loss of interest in it, which has happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my experience with it. I'm not saying it's the way to go or not, but I, when we're here, we're talking from a, we're not talking from a franchise. This is like an independent bakery. Yeah. I'm talking about how things worked in this life. And then if you wanted to talk about serving and working with others, I could share how I found work for other people. But in this case, I'm speaking uh, from my own undoing and own rebuilding. Yeah. So I didn't go that way much. Uh, I, I don't want to, yeah. Uh, I think the thoughts are like popcorn, you know? If the machine is on, the corn of the thought, the kernel of the thought will pop up and, and, and it's the machine I want to have unplugged, not the corn, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think thoughts are very limited thought system. I think they're very limited. An intuitive thought 
is such a refreshing thing because th the same old same oldness of the stream of thought is so in a way boring that an intuitive thought makes a big splash in that sky i feel yes but i don't i think the thought system is uh whatever yeah i think it's good for work you know like you're working or you're cutting a piece of wood and shit yeah it's a good thing to apply the they call it the working mind but i don't like the philosopher mind <laughs> the philosopher captured by self-centeredness and talking about self-centeredness doesn't go anywhere for me <laughs> I rather just have it not have like a, a 45 magnum at hand or a bazooka then the thoughts empowered with a that technology can do damage thoughts not preceded by my are fucking yeah yeah it's the my that gives us so much of the meaning to the thoughts yeah you don't give a shit what else someone else is thinking usually and yet we seem to give a huge amount of shit to what this head is thinking because it's crowned as my thoughts. Yeah. If you lose, how are you going to lose interest in thoughts if you're interested in as the thinker? You're not. It's like if you go to a park and there's 30 kids playing, who are you going to look at? Yours. Yeah. Your kids. So this is the thing. Disown the role of being the thinker and the thoughts will be seen completely different. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Have you ever sat down and just said, hey, let's try to think another differently? It's just a pause. <laughs> it can't, it fucking, it's like a cow. You just perplex the cow because it's got this well-worn you know, trail to the trough. And now you're saying, get to the water in another way. The cow just freezes. <laughs> Doesn't have, what? It's, so I don't, I don't see it as a, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's like, thoughts aren't like a umbilical cord to the stars. I don't see it that way. <laughs> Maybe to the anus. So, Yeah. <laughs> So I don't, yeah, but I'm not saying there's right or wrong. And it's just, that's my experience. I never went that way. I just said, uh, recovery allowed me to be brought to certain conclusions that I would never have been able to be brought to without sobriety. Yes. So I believe the self-centered thought system is not a unique phenomenon. It's like a stock version, yes? So most people are saddled with a system of thinking that has a self-centered bent, yes? So everything is seen as how it pertains to you. Right there and then, I'm not that interested in it anymore. <laughs> I just don't, it's just as, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I hope that, so to help. Thank you, Adam. Uh, we have Irene has her hand up. Hi, Irene. 
Irene. We can't hear you. No, here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're having... Can't hear you. You got to put your unmute, just unmute. She is unmuted. She's not. Irene, can you hear us? No. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, so when you're talking about the um the okay i'm doing a fourth step right now it's it's i have done that before and i've been around for a while and i just thought i'd do one real real good fourth step one more time and i don't know i just um yeah and um I guess what, what how I understand it is that I am basically I'm looking at at not you know it's not so interesting in a way that oh wow uh, this is how only Irene is thinking and stuff but it's kind of like the thought system that my self has I mean that you know yeah, I, yeah? is could yeah. I understand it like that okay well why don't you read uh, we can do it together right now. Do you have your big book there? Yeah. All right. So if you've done a lot of uh, inventories before, we're going to suggest that you follow the do the end of inventory based on these directions. Okay. Right out of the big book on page 64. I think it's the third paragraph. Okay. There's a there's a sentence that says, being convinced, self. Oh, page 64, therefore we started a part of our liquor, so we have to get person. So the sentence starts with being convinced. It's in the middle of the third paragraph, I think, or fourth paragraph. Well, I'll say it and you'll find it. So it's being convinced which is an important, very important statement in the big book. It's, it's the requirement truly for most steps is being convinced <clears throat> of what? Self, self, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So do we find ourselves in the us camp or the self camp? Has defeated us, so in us. Because exactly. we all have the same ideas, we all want what we exactly. want and think what we exactly. our thoughts go the same way how can i get what i want so that's what the self thinks it's not so unique that's right so there you go so self has defeated us yeah and therefore we're not self therefore has defeated yeah so self manifested in various ways we're going to get to those in a second is what has defeated us. So in that sentence, there's a clear uh, uh, delineation between self and us, yeah? We would be seen as the defeated and self is the defeater. Okay, yeah. self okay. has defeated us. It's all yeah. right, so being convinced, self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So we, we, we shout right now, I am convinced, 
So, all right, the door opens and then it says, all right, now we're going to look at its meaning self's common manifestations. So the first thing is, do you agree or are you at that point of being convinced that this thing called self, whatever it is, basically foreign to us, is, has defeated us? Yes. How did it do it through its manifestations? Yes. Okay, we're now going to look at its common manifestations. All right. It jumps to the next paragraph and the word resentment starts. So resentment is a manifestation of self in one's life. Why do you call them yours? So we're going to do an inventory on resentment and see it as a resentment, not my resentment, because my resentment is a misunderstanding. We're claiming to be, we're claiming self's manifestations as our manifestations. You're fucked, really, right there. Yeah. Because now you're going to look at resentment from the eyes that it's yours. Yeah. And fear yeah. as yours, you've already been defeated. Because you're in the act of being identified as self. You're claiming self's manifestations to be yours. It's the perfect diagnosis of what we're sharing here. Yeah. If you keep calling the manifestations of, let's say, Jim, yours, and your name is Paul, you're in the act of being identified as Jim. Yeah. Simple, simple, simple. So if you do your next fourth inventory, write down resentment and and hold the hold the idea they're not yours, they're manifestations of self. So now the inventories, its theme is to see how self has defeated us through its manifestations, not to see your character defects, but to see how self has defeated us. This is another way of looking at the fourth step. Why don't you try it that way? And then come back and share what happens. Okay. So instead of my fear, my this, my that, you see fear, resentment, and harms done to others in the pursuit of what you want, which is because we're inconsiderate and selfish and self-seeking. Yeah, self is written all over the fucking inventory. You've already recognized it's foreign. Let that idea that it's foreign continue throughout the inventory. Instead of falling into the old habit that these are my resentments and my fears and my harms done to others. Just follow this inventory. Just take this idea and follow it through, not just drop it on the first column of the resentment inventory and, and go into the habit of it's mine, mine, mine. Keep that idea that you're looking at the manifestations of self in your life and how they defeated you. That is the point of this inventory with this theme. It is not to get down to the root of your resentments because the root of your resentments is that they're not yours. That's the root of your resentments. Yeah. And so we want to stop. How are you going to get well if you're pledging allegiance to the illness? It just doesn't work, I feel. Yes. It's like you've got all the possibilities of, of, living free you're sober you're not acting out you're not ruining shit and yet you're still feeling so fucked up because there's a sense of the real root of the dilemma is being identified or in the act of being identified as self and the, the simplest litmus test is to see to see it right here what 
immediately, how do you frame a resentment? You frame it as yours. When it clearly says it's a manifestation of self. The book clearly says resentment is a manifestation of self in your life. And we, in the, in the, in the process of recovery, keep stubbornly calling it ours. Yeah. Now I have a real a, a bit silly question, but if that's not if the, all that is not me, then what am I? Spirit? Well, that's great. You'll find that out. Okay. Who would want to ruin that beautiful event? You'll find it out. <laughs> okay. You'll find it out based on having knowledge of what you're not, finally. Instead okay. of having self-knowledge, which is all veil us not nothing or us being completely fucking five alarm degree of self-aware, we're going to be aware of self and we're going to have knowledge of self as something foreign to us. It has worked in this life. It has worked in this life. I've passed it on for years and years and years. I, I have not been led to any other fucking answer than this one. And I've been open to being led because I've been used to share for 30-something years. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. The, it's, it's subtle and it's habitual. And the language is really the enforcer. Because how we speak we speak as if we're the doer of a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. There's such a sense of ownership in the English language, and the my represents such a, a shift or a giving of meaning. It's unbelievable how that little word my can change everything that's put after it. Problem, my problem. Money, my money. Girlfriend, my girlfriend. It changes everything. Yeah. You don't have to have the historical reason why fucking Etna exploded. Just look at the lava. Just look at the fucking everything burnt down. You don't need to have all these whys. Just know something has fucked you. Yeah. And the relief will be the most satisfying thing. Knowledge doesn't give, I don't give a shit about knowledge. It's the, re, it's the relief that knowledge can bring is the value. Relief from what? The bondage of self. How does that look like? I'd much rather have you find out than make a conceptual description of it. Because that you'll have to give that fucking conceptual description off. Because it's never going to capture how it's like to be free. Yeah. So there. So just here's the problem. Says it right in the book. I don't see any clearer uh, instructions than those few sentences. I just don't. We're now going to look at its common manifestations. It does not say we're now going to look at our common manifestations. Does it? This is in the big book. We didn't go in there and change the one letter it to you know from our to it it says its manifestations which implies it's pointing at self yes 
I, I mean, I grew up with the English language. I feel like I have a, some kind of grip on it. It sort of sounds very obvious and clear. S being convinced, there's the condition that we need in recovery, to become malleable to some other new fucking ideas. Being convinced, self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. So the statement is self has defeated us, but in this case, because it's going to look at, it's going into the inventory of self, manifesting in various ways. And then there are a lot of ways it manifests, but the common ones we're going to look at to do this inventory are resentment, fear, and harm done to others in the pursuit of what you want. And we'll look at the sexual arena because that's important to most people. So that which is driving us is going to show its cards in that topic, yes? And then you start seeing, and these patterns seem very similar to everyone else who's an alcoholic and addict. So the fourth column looks quite similar to everyone's fourth column when the first column is quite different, and the second column could be different, but the fourth column is completely uniform. Self-seeking, frightened, selfishness, inconsiderate, dishonesty. Yeah, there you go. There's a clue here. I hate to break it to you. Four of the descriptions have the word self in it. Two out of the four. And really, dishonesty and inconsideration are really just attributes of selfishness and self-centeredness, obviously. Yeah. So basically, all of the things that we're going to say, oh, I was selfish, I was this, are not you. There was selfishness, there is self-seeking and frightened. I am not that which is selfish, I am not that which is self-seeking and frightened. Don't try this, this when you first get in. Do your inventories, and you'll come back and do an inventory like this one day, and I bet you it's going to be a bring about a lightness that other things don't bring about in your life. Yeah, that heavy load of being inherently responsible for something that something other than you that did all this shit, that compelled us, that drove us. We made decisions based on self. We were driven by self. We were self-imposed situations. When do you get it? If you're driven, you're not the driver. You can be a driver and still be driven. You can be driving your car and driven and your head's driving you to the fucking dealer's house. You're going through lights. You're fucking going crazy. Yes. You can look like in the cartoon of the world that you're the driver, but you're being driven. Yes. We're all being used. This isn't about getting rid of the only employer I ever had. It's getting a new employer. So we're going to be used, but now you're going to be used quite differently than you were used by the old employer. And you may like the way you're being used by the new employer and sign up for the rest of your life. Yeah. And your resume resume will be, I've stayed with the same employer now for 36 years. Fucking good, eh? <laughs> it took me years to finally leave the old employer. But I'm so happy with the new employer. I've been with them for with it for 36 years. Yeah, I'm getting the benefits 
I don't even have to retire to get the benefits. But I retire from a lot of shit, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's glaring. And so that's why we put it out all week. Yeah. It's glaring. I can't see how you could read it any other way. Those sentences. I don't have, I had a person come here, a friend of my girlfriend's uh, husband of her. He had something like 40 years and we got into this little thing. I haven't seen him since, but this idea, and he was, I'm going, do you actually believe self and us are, are changeable words, meaning the same thing? I said, I cannot, I can't, we can't talk anymore because <laughs> that's not how I read the word us and self. I read them as different. I just don't see them as the same thing. So, all right. Why do you want it? You want it to real, you want it to be, you defeated yourself. All right, great. You want to live like that? You want to live? I just heard it today from someone else. I'm my own. Oh, I had a meeting yesterday. I'm my own worst enemy. All right. You want to live like that? Far out. Keep identifying yourself. I hate myself. All right. Keep that's completely coming from self. Self hates you. And then you say, hate, I hate myself. It's just insane. All right. But hey, if it's working far out, I just don't see people super happy, joyous and free and bouncing around and being free from the past and not having any anxiety about what they did 38 years ago. I don't see it mostly when I run into people. Yeah. I feel something must be lacking. And I you know, humbly believe this. It's a, there's not a clear, basic description of the exact nature of the wrong. It's vague. Yeah. So here you go. Shoot me. You don't like it. I don't care, really. Yeah. You ready but for I another question, Paul? Hmm? You ready for another question? Thank you, Irene. Yeah, sure. Okay, we have uh, Tom. Tom, hello, Tom. Hello, thanks. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Um, yeah, what triggered me was um, that you were saying there's so much stuff you have nothing to do with. But then again, I, I think uh, when I uh, do prayer and meditation, is there such thing as selfish prayer and selfish meditation? So can prayer and meditation come for the, from the self or not? And how how can can I know or what is sincere prayer and sincere and what is false? You know, because I know when I when I'm worried, I pray for a solution. Perhaps yes. is that selfish? You know, when am I when there is anxiety and I play pray for something like a diagnosis or something you know you want to you want to be relieved from the fear so you pray uh, yes. that's what we often do is that is that is that the self which is playing uh, praying actually or you know well let me jump in there not necessarily but the self is uh there is no self first of all there's selfing so there is a movement in the mental activities. And that movement, if you go into any mental process, you'll find it in the act of being identified as self. So you something happens, let's say prayer happens. Yeah, 
and there's a sincerity in there. And then the prayer is also claimed by the head, and you're and you're seen from the head's view as the prayer. And then the head will give its own meaning into that prayer when it claims to be the one who is praying. Yes? That's the possibility. Now, sometimes sincerity and grace overrides it, many times. But without you knowing this mental activity, you may be praying as the prayer. Yeah? And what that praying is actually doing is reinforcing the prayer not bringing relief to the praying, yeah? It's reinforcing the one that thinks they're the prayer. I saw this, and then uh, I did not see it as a rare phenomena. I saw it as a mechanical action. So the head, whatever light brings it into contact with, claims it. And now if there's prayer, you're going to be claimed as the prayer, yeah? If there's feeling shitty, you're going to be the one that's feeling shitty. There's always going to, and in that sense, uh, that that prayer may have like a dual agenda. It may be being used by the head to reinforce the idea of being the self that's a prayer. Yeah. But what happens over time, the frequency of the prayer without the prayer, yeah, you'll sense it, you'll feel it. You'll feel the different frequency of prayer without the prayer, you'll feel it. And you'll be able to recognize a prayer with the prayer. Yeah, a praying with the prayer. You'll start feeling it. And then like it says, you know, you'll make, you'll make some absurd mistakes, but you're gonna to learn to be able to tell the difference of something that's, you know, centered than self-centered, yeah, so yeah. You pick it up because you're going to have, it's not going to be the same uh, frequency. There's going to be a new frequency entering into your stream. And you're going to recognize, I feel, you have the ability to recognize the different frequency and where that messaging is coming from and where the old messaging is coming from. Yes. So, yes. In other words, whatever happens, the head is going to claim to be the one that did it. Does that have the ability to affect you? Only if you don't see it. <laughs> if you see it, it's going to weaken its effect. Yeah. Yeah. So there can be praying without a prayer. Yes. Mm. But there cannot be a prayer without a prayer, without praying. Yes. So the verb has to happen to make the noun. The noun isn't doing the verb. So, yeah. So you get a feel for it after a while. And you can make mistakes. That's the beauty of recovery is you're going to learn how to face life successfully. A lot of times by making stupid mistakes. And then you realize, wow. And then there's no one gets kicked out. You don't get exiled. You don't get, uh, <laughs> it's just, you're in a safe place to uh, learn how to face life successfully finally. Yeah. And you do. And one of those things is starting to dis discern where the messaging is coming from in the head. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And sometimes you'll maybe lose a couple of bets, but overall, you're going to be starting to be on the winning side. Yeah.
yeah so that's been my experience with it thank you yes yes so nothing's necessary just because the head says it's so it's not so it's based on where we're at yeah so false evidence relies on us to appear real to yeah so when it's stating false evidence it's still false evidence what it's hoping for is that the false evidence is going to appear real to us and then it's going to be given life we're going to give it some meaning it doesn't have which is that it's real yeah so this is why i think the head is constantly playing to an audience let's call it awareness trying to convince something uh, to follow its narrative, doesn't it? When you used to, when you, certain days when you were out there, you were not inclined to drink. Something had to convince you to go to the store. You weren't a willing participant. So you'd be there and there would be a struggle for 45 minutes or something, and it usually would win out. What was it trying to convince to go to the store? It had to be something other than itself because it was completely convinced it should go to the store, but it needed us to go to the store. Yeah? Us isn't self. I don't think us are things either. I think we are awareness, and I think the head is playing to the awareness to take itself to be a thing. And then we do, and then false evidence starts to appear real. And we do a lot of shit based on false evidence with the hope and expectation that it was real and get whacked, yeah? And then there's an unbearability builds up and we just want to get out of this fucking moment. And we're willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable. And at that point, there's no discrimination. You're out, you're outmatched. The only real, the, the greatest path would be surrender. Just fucking admit it. Yeah. And then recognize that something will do and is doing and has done for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And just expand on that, what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You pick up the frequencies. You can tell it's not the what's being said on the radio station. You can feel the frequency of it. Yes, you'll oh. you'll know you'll 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 have a you'll 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 grow in the knowing of the difference between uh, where shit's coming in from. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. In in a way, you you could interpret step eleven like, uh, well, be be sure that you're praying every day because when you're not, you're gonna drink again. I mean, you know, that's what the head might say. But make sure you do your eleven step because if you don't, you know that that it's gonna be some kind of compulsion. And uh, and again, you see, that's gonna wear out. Yes. Or the you may. That's the head appearing like a policeman. So now you find yourself on probation. And at any moment, the shit could come back like that. So you're living in a fear and anxiety. You're going to outgrow that. Once you get in the habit of being sober, you're not going to be uh, 
you're not going to live on that basis of anxiety. I know, but but still, I feel can feel guilty when I don't do eleven. I don't do that on a very regular basis. I would, well, if you still feel guilty and you don't see it's not you feeling guilty, then you better do it. Then, yeah. When people come to me and say they really need to do something, I say, well, you better do it if you really need to do something. But don't tell me what I really need to do if I don't need to do it. <laughs> I'm not telling them what to do or not. I'm just sharing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is this reading that morbid reflection and shit is very, very important because obviously there'll be obsession in self in recovery, obviously. Yeah. And therefore, if someone asks, I wouldn't have said anything to this guy other than, but I had a role in his life, which is being a sponsor. So I definitely was going to say something to him. And I said, you got to stop doing inventory. You got to stop doing this. Yeah. Because it's just magnifying you all day. Yeah. You're no fun to fucking be with and you're not going to, it's just, it's just a fucking drag. Yeah. And why not? Maybe you've reached a point where it's the, the the new suggestion is to enjoy the condition that you've been brought to. Yeah. In other words, you're being the maintenance man of the condition is not point. It's you're not in that position. You're fired. Yes. Now just enjoy the fucking condition and enjoying and in, Enjoying sobriety to me is a very great form of maintaining sobriety. Yeah. Enjoying means gratitude, honoring, enjoying peace of mind, all of this. Yeah. Let's get on with that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you keep, if you, Constantly trying to vanquish an enemy, you've made the enemy something. Yes? Yeah. They couldn't describe what it was going to be like. Everyone who was involved with writing the book had only at least four years or less of the big book. They were they had no idea what it was going to look like for people 50 years sober and shit. They had no idea. That's why they said people were going to add on to all this. Yeah, because there were going to be people that were going to be sober longer than we are. Yeah, which is true. And this is what happens in our, our program and community. And they warned us about, let's not deaden that growth by having contempt prior to investigation. Yeah. And you can see it quite a lot. You may have a very nice idea. And you try to share it in AA, and it's 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 uh, met with that's not AA. It's just incredible. So this is the warnings are relevant to everyone. Yeah, that's in a member of AA. So yeah, contempt prior to investigation. Yeah, so. I mean, they saw it in their own lives. And then, and now we've had years and years to, to re repeat that more and more. Where, And you know how everything is. All the warnings, 
the future followers fall into the fucking the prophecy of the warning sometimes yeah because this is a great program but there's people in it yeah there's people people they, you know they just do their shit so yeah you can feel meditated all day truly yeah all day there's a sense of something a presence and it's been and it's been seen that it's not you with this chaotic volatile trying to uh, balanced all these different conditions to feel okay. There's a uh, freedom from that. And basically you're meditated all day. It's, there's an awareness that is sensed and uh, it would, it would be, and then if you're tired, you lay down or you sit still, but nothing changed. Nothing has changed. The awareness is the awareness, standing up, working, not working, chilled out, this or that. Yeah, it's the underlying condition that's does it's not a produced condition. You're not gonna produce consciousness. You can maybe, as it says, improve your conscious contact. And how do we do that? Is we weaken the mental conscious contact. Yeah. We're extremely conscious of the mental state. And we're unconscious to what we would call the spiritual state. So when you when that unconscious contact with the head is broken, then the conscious contact is improved naturally, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So I see it's more the quality that we're looking for is more bait is mostly based on seeing what you're not and a loss of interest in that than working incredibly laser like to get somewhere on a spiritual realm. I just don't believe it. Yeah. So that's my, we like dog shit awareness here. And yeah, you know, you can, all you need to do is see as high as the curve, you know, it's just simple. Yeah. Dog shit awareness is not going to let you down. To the head, it seems completely ordinary. It says, what's the point of this? That's why it's so valuable. Yeah, it is. You're just awake. It doesn't, I don't care what you say. You're awake. Yeah. There's an awakeness that you didn't produce, that you don't, don't turn on, that you don't do. Yeah. Yet everything you think you do and turn on and turn off is based on that. Yeah. Without that, none of these shenanigans could ever even appear. Yeah. But how little is it entertained or emphasized during the day? Yeah. So when you lose interest in, in you, this idea of you, you're going to gain interest in the presence of you, the real presence. Yeah. And that's going to inform you. You're always awake. You're incessantly on. There's no break. There's nowhere it stops or, or no aberration, no losing, no disconnect, no connect, none of this. This is all mental gymnastics. What cannot be changed is never changed. Yeah. Even though you think you change all day, that which you are doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the enjoyment of peace of mind is. 
Peace of mind is not a state that you produced. It's a condition that you are. Now that peace could be intending to agitation and anxiety and then taking that reflection as its own state, but it isn't. It doesn't say you have to have peace of mind. It says you'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. Peace of mind is there. The point is the way we're moving towards it doesn't allow us to enjoy it because we think we have a lot to do with it. Yeah. So uh, my condition is going to produce the condition of peace of mind where the condition of peace of mind is before all our fucking made up conditions. Why don't you get clear? Why don't you realize the horse is in front of the cart instead of the cart is in front of the horse? Yeah. You'll see, as in Zen says, you know, you'll see blue is blue and red is red. Things will be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Another day in the habit of being sober. The mental, the action figure, if you have something you regard as being very valuable, you better let it become a habit because a habit is an action without thought. If the problem resides in the thought system, you do not want the thought system to have any say in your sobriety. So let's get into the habit of being sober. What, how does that happen? Well, if you keep taking suggestions, those are going to be habits. If you keep turning things over, you're going to be in the habit of turning things over. There'll be no thought about should I or shouldn't I turn things over. It will be a habitual response. Turn over. I have not, I'm not managerial quality. Da, 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 da. Yes, you can grow into these habits and grow out of the older habits. This is the program of recovery. This is the design for living. It's to have us outgrow one, all these habits that were the Petri dish for the self to thrive, thrive in and produce another, new habits that isn't, uh, the climate of this Petri dish isn't hospitable to self. Itself doesn't thrive there. Yeah. Because your life is now not self-centered anymore. It's centered, not self-centered. Yeah. The action figure can be completely obsessed with itself and you're not. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now it can only think about burning Rome down. When it was you, it could burn Rome down. Yeah. But in its little fucking amphitheater, it can't do much. <laughs> and it has to convince the audience. Yeah. Let's burn Rome down. Yeah. So it's been an interesting road. I have been under the effects of sobriety 35 years, a little longer. And what's so amplified over time becomes really what's so. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. If you had an idea that this could be true and this is the infinite and then after 35 years, all you got was affirmation of that. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, uh, let's, uh, what time is it? I've lost. What day is it? 
It's, it's Thursday, Paul. Thursday. Well, you know, um, Dana, thank you so much, Tom. I think, Dana, Dana, you had your hand up for a while. Did you still want to come in and ask something or your hands down? And you're muted. Well, I hate to keep everybody moving and I got to, I, I have to go in a little bit. Um, I mean, I hate to, but I, I'm sponsoring someone new and I'm just starting with her. And I don't want to scare the shit out of her. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, I want to go into all this stuff with her. Oh, no, no, don't do it, honey. Okay. It's, when you're working with her, it's not about you. Okay. Yeah, it's about her. So let's, or him, whatever, recognize where they're at. And then just, just the basic, hey, you're not going to think yourself into right action, but you're going to act yourself into right thinking. So just get them, have a commitment and give talk about the value of service and all this stuff mm -hmm. and just get them into going to a meeting and let that, let them... I like to call it the externals, get the externals down and then there can be an exploration, but you need the frame. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't give them. If, yeah. Just, just, uh, yes. Okay. Just say, Hey, I, do you believe you're fucked? Yeah. Yeah. Start there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then share what we do here. Yeah. This is why we have this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To me, the idea of non-duality and recovery is almost like a present on Christmas. You don't want to spoil it, yeah. Whenever right. that Christmas arrive, whenever they arrive at that certain Christmas, it'll be beautiful if they can see the message fresh and not have tons of ideas about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So, all right, let's start saying good. Let's say goodbye, Michael Stacy. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Dana. Listen, Michael, I'm going to have a meeting next Thursday. Because I'll be in, uh, I'll be in uh, back east and I, I'm going to be doing some stuff at a, the treatment center. And I think I'm speaking around one o'clock or so. So I'm not going to be, no meeting on Thursday next week. Okay, but and we're good for meeting on. We're only going to meet Miss Wednesday night and Thursday. There'll be meeting on Saturday and Tuesday. But okay. uh, Wednesday night next week and Thursday next week, we're not going to have a meeting. And, and that information will be on the website, correct? We'll hmm? That information will be on the website? Yeah, it's on the website okay. now. And we'll probably uh, record this stuff and we'll put it up there. Because I'm okay. doing a lot of recovery the first few days back east. And so, yeah, we're gonna, I'll be at a big place. So I'm, yeah, I'll just, we'll, we'll record it in fall. Easy does it, buddy. And then Saturday, Sunday, we have the open meetings and we have two on Sunday and Saturday and Sunday night and one in Sunday afternoon and sun, you know, so those are open to the public. So. And then one is the one in Sunday is near Princeton, New Jersey. We're going to do it at a new place. So that's going to be just all non-duality pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Bare, bare, bare fist fighting, you know, not with the gloves. You know? Okay. 
Yes. So uh, I think it's there, but it just looks like a regular meeting. But those meetings are in Dover, New Jersey. And so, yeah, and uh, Skillman, New Jersey. And so, yeah, come on. If you're, uh, if you're out there, come on up to Dover and uh, I'll see you. So let me say goodbye to everyone. Kerry, thanks. Always a pleasure to see you, bro. Kathleen G, I'll be seeing you, I hope, Sunday and stuff, right? Yeah, we'll talk. Next week, Al Vegas, Michael Stacy, as always, Martin. Oh, nice to see you, Martin. Andrew, you too. Staying sober, Andrew, I hope. Yes? Very good. Very good. Get that foundation down. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. We got Greg and Crow. Greg and Crow. Oh, Greg is Crow. Ah, I forgot. Rob, Kentucky. Tom, thanks for your share today, bro. Join in. Joseph C., as always. Paula. Irene in Germany. Nice to meet you, Irene. Yeah, tell us how it went, the inventory. Jeff P., down in Southern Cal. Uh, he's living the fucking good life. Look at those palm trees. Nina, she's down there also. Yeah. I'm, why am I going back east in November? Uh, the love of AA, bro. That's it. Yeah. I have to tell myself that when I'm my, my tootsies are frozen. <laughs> I won't be wearing my shorts, I don't think much. No. Kurt, always a pleasure. Redondo. Nice to see you. We're going to have to get together, everyone, soon down there. Adam A., nice to meet you, Adam. Thanks for your participation. Mickey, as always, the matriarch of Madeira. John S., always a pleasure, John. Mia, I think you're still in Greece, Mia, yes? All right, good. Roman, Mueller. Oh, uh, Mia. I think uh, Hiram's coming Sunday. You'll be back next week. I won't be here, I don't think, but I'll be back on the 20th, Monday, November 20th. Roman, always. Oliver, Berlin, Verona. Hey, I got the, we got the German contingency all in a row. Verena, I hope I didn't make a mistake. Oh, no, I didn't. Verena's in Germany. Yeah, that's good. We got Oliver in Berlin and Roman. Roman, you're where? You're near Hamburg? No, you're near Munich. Right in the middle, so All right. not near anything. <laughs> uh, Miranda, oh, there she is in Idaho. Where are you in? Where are you right now, hon? You're in a black area. Oh, this is the fucking curtains behind me. I'm in super point. Oh. I'm going to Chicago though next week for a while. Oh, wow. Well, we better wear we better bring our heavy gear with us. Oh, yeah. I know. reason too. It's already there waiting for me with my kid. Oh, great. That would be great. I don't mind the cold as long as you're inside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey Mark. Nice to see you. Let me go to two. I think I got everyone. iPhone, Mia, Nina, Rob. 
Annette, or Rob H., I think, Annette, Cassandra, Christine and Kona. Nice to see you, Christine. Thanks for dropping in, as always. Uh, anyone else, if I missed you, let's have a nice day. Remember Rule 62. Don't take yourself so seriously. So uh, check it out. I'll see you guys again. We'll be here Saturday, uh, the Zoom, and then uh, and Tuesday. And just Wednesday next week and Thursday next week were the only days we'll miss. Okay? You're back, right. you're back with Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amelia's going to be away. I'll be here. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. I'll be eating like bologna and uh, mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah. Bye, con Dios, amigo. Yeah, Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Michael. All right. See you.